friends. Welcome to another episode of Soberland. I'm your host, Lindsay Cowan. Uh, today's guest is my friend and a very talented tattoo artist, <laughs> Amelia Rose. Hi. Hi, Amelia. Welcome. Thank you. To the for podcast. Me. <laughs> um, Amelia and I, we actually we met through Nicole, who was the guest on last week's episode about anxiety. And then after that, you actually gave me a tattoo. Mm-hmm. My little tombstone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. It's Thank just, you. It's Good. fine. Um, how long have you been tattooing for? Um, I've been tattooing since uh, spring or summer 2015. So it's coming up on like, I don't know, what's that, four years? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really surprising because honestly, like your work is really, really, really good. Ah, uh, thank and you. And you're killing it out here. So just like in four years, that's really impressive. Well, it's pretty easy to build like a clientele when you just stay like in one spot. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Um, so like, how did you get into that? Were you like an artist before? Yeah. So basically I've always done art ever since I was a little kid and I knew I wanted to tattoo, um, from the age of like, I don't know, 14 or 15, just like looking at like music magazines and seeing like all the cool tattoos, mm. which I'd like never seen before because I, uh, people didn't really like have really cool tattoos like that where I grew up. And so long story short, um, I got a job at a tattoo shop in New York where I worked as like a front desk person and then eventually like a back person um, doing like setups and breakdowns. And then that's how I met my mentor. So then I came to LA and did, um, just like a normal apprenticeship, like the old fashioned way. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you can tell I've told that story. Like every single person that gets tattooed asks. Yeah. I can tell you got it down. Like (laughs) I didn't even like warn you that I was going to ask you about this. And you're just like, here's the story. I'm like, here's my spiel. You just need to like record it and just like press play. And just (laughs) like, just give people like a frequently asked questions sheet. (laughs) Here's here's my business card and my story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, cool. I know I've, seen on your Instagram I think that you're now you're doing like readings intuitive readings Mm -hmm. and then you're doing a tattoo based on the reading right Mm -hmm. can you explain that because that sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty fun um but it's very uh it's pretty like emotionally draining too but Mm. it's um basically I'm doing like tarot card readings so um just whatever the person wants to talk about We'll do like a 30 minute reading about it and then use that as a jumping off point to help them help me design a tattoo that's kind of based on uh, the message from that. So, for instance, um, if somebody was really receiving the message in the reading that they need like better boundaries, then you can kind of um, brainstorm from there what kind of imagery would convey that Mm. Mm -hmm. so it's more like a collaborative Mm -hmm. thing okay yeah so if they were like well I want it to be a bird then I'll be like okay well what birds have good boundaries you know (laughs) like maybe like a I don't know I don't know well anyways yeah so what birds have good boundaries (laughs) do some research look it up on google uh how many birds have good boundaries actually they're very territorial so anyways so you could do something like that so with the reading um did you just like teach yourself that or is it something you have you always felt like an intuitive person I have been kind of dabbling with 
like tarot since middle school, but I didn't really get serious about it until maybe two or so years ago, mm-hmm. um, where I was just feeling like a calling to get more serious about it and get more into it. So I started doing a little bit of like just personal work and reading. And then I also was doing like a bit of mentorship with my friend Mary, who I met because she was working at House of Intuition, but now she has her own practice that Mm. she just does herself. Um, I can tell everyone her Instagram, or we can link it or something. She's amazing. What's her? Do you know her Instagram? Yes, it's Mary Greasy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. G R I S E Y. Okay. Got it. I'll look her up. I'll follow her. Cool. You should. (laughs) Um, I actually have these cards, which I got. They're called the Moon Deck. Have you heard of them? Mm -mm. The girl that made it. She's um. Her name's Arana Lee. She's actually um, a yoga teacher at Wanderlust, which is like that Oh, I've popular, been there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she um, created these cards, and they're really, really cool. They're not, like, they're not really, like, tarot cards. They're more, like, I don't know, intuitive. Like an oracle deck? Yes, yeah. exactly, an oracle deck. So you kind of, like, pick a card each day, and it's just, like, rituals that are, like, really healthy or good for you, like... This one says, I free myself from critical thoughts towards my body and my worth. And then Mm. it comes with this book and it kind of like goes deeper into what that means. And it gives you like a ritual you can do that day, whether it be like a yoga practice or a meditation. And so it's like a little different than tarot cards, but I like it. Like if I have, you know, time in the morning, I'll pull one and just it kind of gives me some inspiration for the day. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think cards are really cool. Um, but I definitely want to have a reading from you sometime. Oh, you should. That'd be so fun. That sounds so cool. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Um, I also have an oracle deck that I really love. It's called the Road to Nowhere Oracle Deck from Spirit Speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one, I I just feel like it's so potent, not to use a buzzword here, but it's like every message is so spot on. So I've been pulling that just because sometimes the tarot, like, it's great if you want like a really complicated like large story mm-hmm. but if you just really need like an answer to something sometimes the oracle decks are better because oh, it's like just a like quick answer yeah it will just like straight up like tell you like there's no like interpretation right because i actually um i had a tarot card reading like a few weeks ago um because like my coworkers got it for my birthday and i went to house of intuition to get mm-hmm. it done and she, it's the first time I had a, had a reading, I think maybe ever or in a really long time, but she like pulled a card for every month. Is mm-hmm. that how you normally do it? It was like maybe every month for like the next year. And so based on that, she would say like the first card, like in December, this is going to happen in January. This like, she was like, you're going to something big. You're going to meet someone in January or mm. I forgot the message. And, and then like in April, she was like, something's going to happen I'm doing a horrible job of interpreting this, but something like not that great, which was like not good to hear. She thought it maybe was going to be like health wise or financial. So she's just like, keep an eye out for April. And I was like, I'm just not going to leave my house for the month of April. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much, well, doing like a year ahead spread is like a good thing to do right now, obviously, because it's, we're on the brink of a new year. Mm. But there's a lot of different like ways that you can lay them out. I personally just kind of 
lay them out willy-nilly and then just like intuitively see how I can connect the dots with what they're saying. Oh, okay. So there's not like one set way to do it. You can get creative with it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can just do a really simple like three card spread that's just like past, present, future. Mm. Or you can just do it however you're tells you <laughs> nice did you bring your cards today no i didn't uh, or sorry. Like, please do a reading right now <laughs> no sorry <laughs> no it's okay um, but i kind of like to use it not really as like a fortune telling thing more as just like a this is a snapshot into like what like emotionally and spiritually is going on with you right now mm-hmm. so what are things that you need to like what are the things that you need to like look at like what are you not addressing what do you need to like bring out of yourself more? Like, do you need, um, you know, to, to like rest more? Do you need to like not rest more? Mm-hmm. Like, not so much just like in April you're gonna have a health crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I did a horrible job of of interpreting that, but basically that was the message. I mean, obviously I remember that part because yeah. I'm like scared to death now of April. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I think that that was a big part of it too. Is you know she actually recommended this book right here, uh, "The Universe Has Your Back," which I oh, think cool. I mentioned in one of the podcast episodes, mm. and. Um, that's been really helpful. So she also had like encouraging things like that yeah, to that's say. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of like to just think of them as like self-directed like therapy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost something that could apply to anyone, but maybe it's more specific to what you're going through. Cause like everyone could benefit from like resting more and taking care of themselves, but maybe you can like pinpoint on you know more details of that or something yeah totally like so for instance (laughs) if you draw a card that's like all about like getting lost in your work because you love it so much that could be I mean everyone needs to hear that message it's like what what do you do where you just completely lose track of time where you need to do that more in your life because you're like not fulfilled in what you're doing on on a day-to-day basis Mm. Mm -hmm. nice and so, also, you mentioned that you're a part of the LA healing community. Uh, well, just <laughs> what does that mean, and how do you join? <laughs> well, basically, like just from being here and just the people that I've met, I've met a lot of amazing, um, just like healers in LA. Mm-hmm. So, just even being on um, in touch through like social media and stuff, there's always like so many resources here that you can kind of tap into yeah what kind of like what kind of healers are there um there's so oh my god there's so many it's like it's just such a rabbit hole but obviously like reiki is amazing um i do reiki but i'm not very good but i can recommend people that are good and then um you know like intuitive uh readers um people that can help you connect with your spirit guides, um, body talk practitioners, you know. Yeah. Are there, like, any kundalini yoga I actually, I actually don't know anything about that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I learned that in my treatment program, kundalini. It's really interesting. At first, I was not into it because it's definitely a different form of yoga. It's, like, a lot of repetition. Mm. But then the more you do it then you kind of have like breakthroughs and it's just like a physical and spiritual i don't know awakening it's pretty cool that's we sound very la right now we do (laughs) yeah we do yeah i feel like i yeah once you just like 
start diving into this like uh world here in LA it's just like there's no going back (laughs) you know what I mean you'll see some crazy stuff here but it's cool and you know what I think a lot of it works it helps so yeah totally (laughs) I agree I mean all this stuff if it's improving your quality of life then it's working yeah do you guys in this community do you like ever meet up or is it just like a social media community well it's a very informal community it's not like a set group oh okay yeah yeah but um yeah I do have like a group of women that I meet up with um on like a monthly basis but everyone does all different types of stuff not just healing Mm, that's Mm -hmm. really cool we should we should start one where you meet up like every week and yeah I know it's gonna like smell like sage and incense and like yeah Palo Santo (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna live there it sounds awesome yeah um well cool yeah like the healing and that community sounds like it's definitely connected to what I wanted to talk about today which is self-care um which is something that I've been embracing in my sobriety because you know with when I was drinking I was being like my most self-destructive self Mm -hmm. and you know like I wasn't sleeping I would stay out all night I wasn't dealing with any of my pain I had like no self-respect and so making the decision to get sober was like the biggest step of self-care that I could do. Mm -hmm. And um, I found, you know, once I made that decision, a lot of habits just started to form naturally. Like I started to get sleep and rest and take care of myself and wash my face every night before bed, which like I never did (laughs) Mm because I just like pass out Um, or exercise or be more mindful of what I'm eating. And it's just kind of like come naturally now to just take care of myself. So, um, what do you have like any habits or things that you do for self-care well i do and i feel like self-care kind of gets like a bad rap which it's like the perception is just like being in a blanket and like eating pizza (laughs) yeah vegging out on the couch yeah yeah. or like getting a manicure or Mm -hmm. something yeah but actually like self-care is kind of also the stuff that you don't necessarily want to do but it's good for you Mm -hmm. so like meditating like it can be hard to force yourself to meditate and I struggle with that too but every time I do it I feel amazing afterwards and have like a really good like energy for that day right so yeah my self-care that I'm really focusing right now um is healing my body and also like healing from trauma so I'm doing therapy and I'm doing um I'm trying to exercise more which I hate but (laughs) that's good for me (laughs) what do you do for exercise I've just been doing a bit of yoga oh nice do you go to like a studio (laughs) yeah I go to heartbeat house in Atwater oh it's really low-key yeah Yeah. it's super low-key it's like non-stressful that's cool beginner's yoga yeah I was going to Wanderlust but at first but that's really far so then I went to Yogala and Echo Park Mm -hmm. and I like them because they do more of a spiritual approach they do a lot of meditation and kundalini and all that but then I had my I had elbow surgery Mm -hmm. so I had to cancel because I probably can't do yoga for like a month or two but I still meditate on my own every day so Mm -hmm. um but that's really cool yeah I really actually I think I'm gonna start going to Madre uh it's a yoga studio but also they have like a general store and stuff it's in Eagle Rock oh nice. I just met the owner yesterday and she was really awesome so 
Well, if everyone go and support their Yeah, let, let me know when you go. I yeah. mean, I, I can't really do like downward dog, but I can, you know, just sit in child's pose. Yeah, just or sit in child's pose. <laughs> the whole you're time. like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm meditating. Cool. I love shavasana because I just like, <laughs> it's the most relaxing thing. Yeah, it's uh, the most important pose. It is. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so I've just been doing a bit of that and like, Honestly, like, even doing that from, like, compared to doing nothing has made me feel great. So, yeah, just watch out for when I, like, actually start exercising. Yeah, like, I, for real. <laughs> you're going to just be, like, ripped yeah, the next like, time ah. I see you. Okay, I like that you mentioned that it's not just all about, like, pampering. Mm-hmm. It is sometimes things that you don't want to do. Um, because I, I said a lot of things have come easily and naturally with self-care since I've been sober. But some things haven't, like... Um, I think that's because I'm the kind of person where I'll go to the extreme with things that make me feel good. Like Mm -hmm. I will drink until I'm blackout. I will drink coffee until I have anxiety. I'll be on social media until I have a headache and I feel really bad about myself and I've wasted the whole day. So Mm -hmm. I think with those things, yeah, I have to like intentionally set boundaries to kind of take care of myself and protect myself yeah Yeah, it's hard it's hard to be like strict with yourself but also understanding when you don't live up to your own expectations about that yeah I think well what really sparked this idea of self-care more for me was social media like I over Christmas I realized like I was spending a lot of time on there I think I had posted like two days in a row which is like a lot for me and so um, I was on my phone, like, monitoring it a lot. And it was about the the podcast and my sobriety. So I was, like, on there even more. Mm-hmm. And at first it was really cool because I was, like, connecting with people and messaging and about the, you know, the, this podcast. And, um, I mean, we were talking about mental health and, like, supporting each other. And But then it was, like, too much. And it almost became an obsession. And I was, like, wondering, questioning if I said the right thing or what did this person mean by that. And it was just, like... I was like emotionally and mentally just like done and drained. And so Mm -hmm. I like woke up the next day like feeling really disconnected and just not good. And I realized it was because I had spent so much time on the the last few days. And so I just like did a little detox and like deleted the app from my phone for like the day, which I've done like a week at a time and it's been really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think things like that, like deleting the app off your phone or saying I'm only going to spend like 30 minutes a day on Instagram or something like that like yeah it's yeah it's uh I'm working on that too well I should say I'm struggling with that right now too I actually read this amazing book um that my friend Brooke recommended to me called how to break up with your phone Mm -hmm. and it just like blew my mind they kind of talk about how they engineered the app um especially Facebook and Instagram to like psychologically fuck with you Mm. because it's the thing where you never know when you click on it if you're gonna get like a reward or not so it forces you to continually look at it all the time like almost just like absent-mindedly you click on it and you don't even realize what you're doing like it's not intentional like yeah yeah. the first thing I do when I open up my phone even if I opened it up to make a phone call I like go to Instagram yeah and you're like why am I doing this like you don't do that if you're trying to like use the calculator on the phone (laughs) what if I did that I just really want to do some math right now yeah just gotta like just gotta get my fix (laughs) (laughs) that would be that'd be cool actually yeah Um, but they've like purposefully engineered it that way to trick you into doing that so 
being really, really conscious of like when you do click on it and how long you're spending. So what I've done is I hide it. <laughs> like I hide the icon in like really obscure folders on my phone. Mm. So it's hard to click on. And then I set a timer for like 10 minutes and then that's it. On like, your phone or through the Instagram app? Just on my phone, like the okay. actual physical timer. Um, because if not, I'll just be checking it multiple times a day. And it's like, you have to just remind yourself that there's nothing that pressing that can't wait until tomorrow. Like you can see whatever you need to see, like in your 10 minutes the next day. Yeah. And actually the app has a feature. I think it's like in settings and then an activity where you can see how much time you spend every day on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one time it was like two and a half hours for me and I was like, oh my God, I have to get off of here. And, but then also there's a feature where you can set a timer where it like for 10 minutes and then through the app, it will, I guess, remind you, I haven't tried it yet, but that's kind of, I'm glad that they did that for some kind of monitoring or like boundaries that people can set. Yeah. um, Do you find it's hard for like with your work because you get a lot of your work through Instagram Mm -hmm. and through social media. So how, how do you like, control that with you know being healthy still (laughs) yeah it does kind of stink because it would be really awesome to just delete it Mm -hmm. um but also I ask all my clients how they find me and it's like 100% through Instagram right so I kind of have to keep it and post on there and also it is fun to like look at so yeah I don't know I've just been doing the 10 minutes a day thing, and that's my strategy so far. Yeah, that's good. That makes sense, because, yeah, you probably couldn't get away with deleting it for, like, an entire week, because you'd miss messages and possible, like, work and Mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. Because I've I've gotten, like, a little tiny, not nothing compared to how you use it, but, like, a tiny glimpse of that with the podcast, like, because that's where I promote this, and that's where a lot of people have messaged me, and we connect and have conversations, and so that's why I was like, I don't really want to delete this for the whole week, because, like, what if someone reaches out you Mm -hmm. know so I'm sure you get that kind of thing all the time yeah totally um yeah so I do have to I do have to use it but luckily um it's not to the extent that I need to like spend like 30 minutes answering messages or something yeah but yeah I like the idea of moving it to somewhere on your phone that's a little bit harder to find and like also the timer that's good yeah, Good you should idea. read that book, though. Yeah, what how is to, it called? How to Break Up With Your Phone. Okay. It's really short, and it's like, I bought it on Amazon used for like five bucks or something. Oh, no, I bought it from my friend Brooke for like one dollar. Oh, wow. Um, but um, it it's really inspiring. Yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like, when we think about social media, it's kind of like stupid because, I don't know, everyone puts the highlights of their life up, so... you know you're thinking this person's life is so great but it's like that's not really the truth and my brother's always said this like if this person was really having fun they wouldn't like take the time to like stop take a picture like find a filter post Mm -hmm. it make a caption like they would just enjoy the fun and they would enjoy their life and it's like so like dumb that we have to stop and like take photos of everything and of our food and just like who cares? Can we like all come together and just say like, <laughs> fuck it. We're yeah. not going to do it anymore. Yeah, totally. Uh. It especially gets kind of confusing where like, um, for me, kind of my Instagram is also part of my like personal brand. Mm-hmm. So even posting like, I don't know, 
personal photos on there, it becomes like entangled with work too. Mm. So it's even more pressure to kind of, I don't know, just like the sinisterness of social media, like permeating into your actual life. Like, oh, is this photo of my like brunch like good enough for my brand that I'm making? (laughs) Like on Instagram, like for my clients? Like, I don't know. It's gross to Mm. think about. Yeah. I, um, I kind of hated the idea of making boundaries for these things at first. Like I was talking about like social media and even like, like the caffeine, like, because I will drink so much coffee. I love caffeine, mm. but like I'll get a panic attack or like my eye will start twitching or something. So it's like, <laughs> worth it. yeah, <laughs> it's like, so like maybe I like now I just like try to limit it to coffee in the morning. That's why like I had coffee this morning and this Starbucks and that's why I'm like, kind of jittery right now and like I shouldn't have done that but I don't I was tired so but like yeah these boundaries are like I at first it was kind of a bummer because I was like great like more rules and restrictions for my life like I just took away like the thing that was the most fun for me drinking it's like what else I but I kind of have changed my perspective to it as like this isn't a buzzkill or restricting but it's more an act of self-love and self-care when I do these things like I'm trying to protect myself and take care of myself yeah so totally that kind of made it something that it makes it easier to embrace when I look at it like that yeah so. I mean doing stuff that you don't want to do but is good for you it's definitely self-care yeah some other things like, like I I've tried like cooking for myself more I feel like that's a good self-care thing a lot of people say like making the bed which I'm awful at doing <laughs> I do that <laughs> you, every yeah, morning yeah I'm like a weird nerd about it yeah. a lot of people say it really helps maybe I should give it a, a shot I only have like one blanket though so it's like, <laughs> how much is probably, that really gonna probably, help well it would only take you like two seconds to I know I should at least give it a shot I don't know I'm like a weird neat freak though so I'm not sure if my like self-care would be like leaving the bed like unmade like living dangerously (laughs) (laughs) living on the edge yeah just like letting it all hang out yeah and I recently like started buying flowers like over there there's some and like I have my little plants I felt like that like me just doing things that are like nice for myself Mm -hmm. making me happy like I you mentioned manicures but like I really like getting my nails it's like something I do like every two weeks is like get my nails done because it just like makes me feel better so it's interesting that there's like that physical part of self-care that people think of like getting your nails and your hair done and whatever but then there's like the emotional like with social media there's like so many layers to it I feel like yeah it is I think it's just like putting your I don't know trying to find a balance um while putting your emotional physical and spiritual needs like in the forefront it like even counteracting like your desires so speaking of self-care i've got to know um are you watching vanderpump rules i'm not caught up well to be honest okay so i love vanderpump rules so much but um i have to watch it with other people or it makes me too upset (laughs) because they just yell at each other the whole time so if i'm alone like it just feels really dark well you're Boyfriend was getting into it too, right? Yeah, but I just watch it when he's not there. So I want to watch it with you guys again. Yeah, we haven't (laughs) watched it together um, in a while at Nicole's. We should do that. And then we get into The Bachelor too. Yeah. I like that this podcast is becoming like mental health, but also like... Reality TV. What's what's your status with all your reality TV? Are you caught up? (laughs) Yeah. I love like 
Vanderpump Rules and The Bachelor are so fun to watch with friends, but when I watch it by myself, it makes me, it, like, gives me anxiety. Like, it makes me <laughs> feel, like, not good. Yeah, because they're just, like, destroying their lives. With I want to do an episode with the cast of Vanderpump Rules because a lot of them have serious addiction problems. Like, <laughs> like, I want to sit down and be like, let's get into this. Like, yeah. But I think that's, you know, probably partly the producers, like, egging things on and, like, giving yeah, them drinks. and probably. But some of them I'm, like, really worried about. I'm like, you think you need to, like, go to rehab, but... I think they have a whole slew of things that they need to work through. That would be, yeah, that would be cool <laughs> if reality TV took a turn and instead of showing, like this really dark part of people's lives like maybe they like showed them go to recovery and like turn their life around Mm -hmm. like that would be just as interesting i don't know like a positive spin yeah that's why you have to watch like the great british baking show (laughs) and like only that (laughs) i tried i'm not into baking but i did watch like an episode i got i got why people are really into it but it's I love the drama. <laughs> I need more drama in my life. But. Oh my god, I'm trying to cut all the drama out of my life. That's why I like it in like reality TV form. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it in. Re- I don't like it in my real life. I like watching it on TV for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. So if anyone wants to find Amelia, you can do so um, online. Don't find her in real life. Don't stop. Yeah, her. please. So. Um, at, it's an Ad Amelia Rose tattoo. Yes. Right? And you mm-hmm. can check out her work. And if you live in LA, you should get a tattoo from her. You're at um, Thunderbird. Thunderbird, tattoo. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where, yeah, I got my flamingo from Julie and mm-hmm. my tombstone from you. That's my favorite tattoo shop by far in LA. Oh, so thank you. It's awesome. Well, I'm like taking credit. I didn't do anything. But it's like set up so cool, and all of the artists are super talented. It's Yeah, the owner, spot. Julie. Um, put so much like love into the shop and it's just a super welcoming place so come say hi to us yeah <laughs> do it okay well thanks for being here oh thanks for having me i um, wouldn't sound too stupid no <laughs> not at all okay cool all right thanks guys see you next time <laughs>